0: Who's on top? Who's on top? Who's gonna be the cream of the crop? Who's gonna hit the game winner drop? You
1: don't know, but we just might. If you wanna find out, check us out tonight with Jeremy, Jacob, and Ellis too. At we have a crew. Woo!
0: And welcome back, listeners, to episode four of Who's on Top? Today, for the first time in the history of the show, we will have all three contestants vying for the top spot. Deviating from our normal boxing ring metaphor, we'll be introducing the contestants as sprinters ready to embark on a frantic race to the finish line. The last one to cross, becoming the first contestant to get punished in our next episode. In lane one, brandishing a shiny, luminescent tennis visor, we have the soccer and European history buff, Ellis Gordon! What's up? In the middle lane, sharpening his saber and dangerously eyeing his fellow racemates, we have the football and Mandarin expert, Jeremy Giles.
2: At your service.
0: In the last lane, dishing the Frisbee to himself, we have the baseball and NBA 2K20 expert, Jacob Kaznan
2: What's up, guys?
0: All right, now on to some breaking news from Jeremy.
2: There's been a shocking retirement in the league. At age 28, Luke Kuechly has decided to retire from the NFL. According to Kuechly himself, is simply not sure he can reach the speed and intensity needed play in the NFL. On a completely unrelated news segment, Matt Rule was spotted at his home having a panic attack.
0: <laughs> Matt Rule is the Panthers coach for everyone who doesn't know. Now we're going to bring back the segment where Ellis becomes the host, Love It or Leave It. Ellis? Welcome to Love It or Leave It NFL
3: Coaches Edition, where I'll be asking the three people right next to me whether they love these decisions or they want to leave it. Our first up is the Browns' recent hire, Kevin Stefanski, Love It or Leave It.
1: Hey. Personally, uh, I think it's a good decision for the Browns to hire him. The young QB, Baker Mayfield, will bloom and do very well under Kevin Stefanski.
2: I'd give it a solid meh because I think he's a decent hire. He's a good offensive coordinator. He's a very good coach. However, I think Eric Viennemi from the Chiefs would have been a much better choice with their explosive offense and the way he's been able to bond with Patrick Mahomes. Someone like Baker Mayfield needs that kind of person.
0: I'm just happy the Browns found a coach. Yay, Browns! (laughs) They they need a little bit of good things in their life.
3: All right, so next up is Mike McCarthy to the Cowboys. Love it or leave it?
0: I mean, I think that Mike McCarthy's always been kind of uh, gifted with great great quarterbacks with uh, Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, and now Dak Prescott, who has one of the highest winning percentages in the league over the past few years. Might not seem like it, but I think it's a great fit.
2: I think I'd, once again, go with a solid man. I think he's a very safe choice. He's a good coach. They're not going to bomb with Mike McCarthy, but once again, I think an Eric enemy or Urban Meyer, who has been quoted as saying that the Cowboys is a job
1: you cannot refuse, would be a much better choice. Yeah, I agree with Ori. I think it's a good signing by the Cowboys. I think Prescott and Zeke will both do very well under McCarthy.
3: Joe Judge to the New York Giants. Before he was the Giants head coach, he was Patriots special teams coach, and for recently, the wide receivers coach. Love it or leave it.
0: I mean, the Patriots always seem to have one of the best special teams in the league, and, you know, another judge has been doing pretty well in New York, so maybe yes, this this one can also bring some success to a pretty dilapidated that organization. Said,
3: Patriots assistant coaches have
2: not had that much success in the NFL. I think we're thinking too hard. Let's ask Edelman and Brady what he thought his, his receivers this year. This is the Patriots receivers coach, the same receivers... That against the Titans could not leave the butter of the cornerback.
1: It's literally bread on butter. Like, we cannot. I'm sorry, but no way. Leave it. As a huge Giants fan, I think it's a good signing. I'm not going to love it yet, but I like it. Daniel Jones has the potential to do great under him and they will finally choose a different play other than Y on Madden, which is always halfback dive.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Ron Rivera and the Redskins. Love it or leave it. I mean, other than fantastic alliteration, I think that Ron Rivera is a great coach and always offers a little bit of explosiveness, and the the Redskins are definitely a team in need of explosive change.
2: Now, I don't know why with all the great jobs out there, like the Giants' job and Cowboys' job, Ron Rivera chose lowly Redskins, but from the Redskins'
1: perspective, Oh, love it. They got lucky. They hit a Hail Mary. They got a miracle. Yeah, I agree with Jeremy. They got got a great coach. Not the greatest decision by Ron Rivera. Yeah, we'll see how they do. And lastly,
3: Matt Rule to the Panthers. Love it or leave it. All
1: right. I think he's great, but they paid him too much money for a head coach job. I think they'll do well. I think Cam Newton, if he plays for them next year, will do very well. And obviously, we all know what McCaffrey can do.
2: I think, honestly, I think it's a good signing. Love it. I don't think it's too complicated here who's a great coach, he's known for turning around organizations, and I think he'll do it here. And, and it's good. I don't like to complicated.
3: And it. just to reiterate, he really built up that Baylor program from almost nothing, but he was paid a lot. The jump from college football to NFL can sometimes be hard for new coaches.
0: Now on to the enthralling sport of baseball. We have some MLB news. Unfortunately, it's a little too exciting for me, so I'm going to delegate my duties to Ellis Gordon.
3: It's been a hectic month in the MLB with free agency signings like Josh Donaldson, to the Twins, and Garrett Cole to the Yankees. But right now, we would like to discuss the recent cheating scandal that has blown up on the Red Sox and Astros
1: and potentially more. Jacob? Yeah. So recently, as El said, the Houston Astros were handed their punishment for sign stealing in the 2017 and 2018 seasons. Their GM and their manager were both suspended for one year. The team lost their first and second round draft picks for the next two years as well as a $5 million fine, which is the most a team can be fined. A few hours after this, the owner of the Astros fired Jeff Lunau and A.J. Hinch, GM and the manager, respectively. Two days later, the Red Sox fired their manager, Alex Cora, who was the Astros' bench coach. He was a bit of the mastermind in the yeah, it was oh, his scandal. according to Rob Manfred's uh, report. Yeah, so they, they, the Red Sox fired their manager, Cora. And he has yet to receive punishment from the league, but the MLB has announced that it will be more severe than the Astros' punishments.
3: And also, Carlos Beltran's his job with the Mets hangs in limbo, as the uh, MLB report cited him as also one of the uh, chief conspirators. That said, he may not be punished, as the MLB has not given out any punishments Two players yet, but Carlos Beltran right now is the manager of the Mets, and the Mets might fire him without a punishment. So, all remains in limbo. What will happen? Jacob, what's your take on this? Are the punishments too harsh, too light? Should the Astros keep their World Series running
1: Their punishments are not harsh enough, harsh enough. I truly, not just because I'm a Yankees fan, but I truly... Yes,
3: disclaimer, me and Jacob and Jeremy are all Yankees fans, while Ori is a Detroit Tigers fan.
0: They're essentially a minor league team, but we'll <laughs> still pretend they're... They're in the MLB right now. It's
1: okay. You'll get there someday. Thanks, But yeah, July. I truly believe that this punishment was not severe enough. Honestly, I think that their World Series title should be stripped away, both the Red Sox and the Astros. I don't know how the league would do that, but I don't believe that they can hold on to it well, because they're the not going to Red legit. Sox.
3: The, just to remind our viewers, the Red Sox were not implicated of anything as of yet. That said, Alex Cora was the mastermind of the 2017 season, so... It remains highly likely the Red Sox were cheating in the 2008 season from reports. But the, the league league, not, if, 2018, but the league has not implicated them as of yet. I
2: might if, if, give my take. If we're talking about baseball metaphors, and I do think we should, I'd say this punishment is a single. Because it's a pretty good punishment. It is severe, and it does affect them. However, the one thing I think about this punishment is, right, there's no way you're going to be able to get it severe enough. Because if you got it severe enough, that would be taking away the championship which is not something you can reasonably do to a city. So I'd say it's a single, and it's really—it's, like, lower than baseball, even baseball chances.
0: I've always equated baseball with grass growing, so I think this is an equivalent of getting a lawnmower. I mean, if you cheat and get away with it, then it should just—that should still be your title. That's your ingenuity that you got to get with it. It might not be in the spirit of the game, but there is a—if you do get to steal signs in baseball— um, not using electronic equipment, I don't see the point of the game modernizing and using electronic equipment to steal the signals. It's just one more phase of the game.
3: They both don't use electronic equipment to hide their signals, so that y- so uh, why electron- doesn't
0: the game just modernize? Well, well
3: they, they can do that, but as of now, they haven't. So they're so they're I'm saying it's not, not
0: it's not really <laughs> the responsibility of the Astros uh, because they're ahead in technology. They found a way to beat the system, and why not? I think that's it's not, it's they're not not they're beating
1: in baseball, it is not illegal to steal signs. There are things called tipping your pitches that pitchers do often. Just a certain motion or hinge in their movement that happens when they throw a certain pitch. Teams can pick up on that. That is legal. Using technology to steal signs that the catcher puts down and I understand that. Is
0: illegal. I understand but that. I understand. But I'm saying what I'm saying is the game, all of the sports right now that we see are evolving. There's a three-point revolution in the NBA. Yeah. There's a NFL. Uh, is uh, using more and more passing, and there are more home home runs being hit in the baseball era. So why not just add this to one of the changes we have to make? Yes, well, we can uh,
3: add this to one of the changes, but as of now, it's not a change, so you have to do it as a, as a cheating scandal. Also, I have to say... It's kind of sad for the MLB just because it really ruins the integrity of two good teams who both were well-respected in the 2007-2018 season. The Astros were like an underdog story, and it really ruins the MLB's credibility of these two great teams. It's not good for MLB fans and the MLB as a whole.
2: I think the other thing that we are kind of missing a little bit is there's a lot of new revolutions. The big thing about these revolutions, the three-pointers and things of that sort is that they're not using technology, right? The whole big thing with sports, whether it's NBA, NFL, or MLB, that when you're you're playing the game, it's using your own merit. Like, there's no steroids. It's all just physically what you can do to the best of your ability. Well, remember,
0: I wouldn't agree completely on that. There's an analytics revolution that wouldn't have been possible without technology, and there have been many indications that the balls in baseball have been juiced to some capacity. So there can be
3: talks about new technology, but until those talks are held, you can't have one team using higher technology
1: than the other teams. And so, Ori, what changes would you possibly like to see going after that? I mobile?
0: think that if teams can agree to... Because currently, there's a difference between stealing signs without using technology and stealing th- signs with using technology. And there's a clear difference there, correct? Yeah. Yes. But I think yeah. that with all the other changes, this needs to be addressed again. This, this hasn't been addressed in a while. I have an idea. Instead of the pitchers... Tipping their signs, they could have something in their sleeve that with the
3: catcher, where they can the catcher can recommend what they pitch. That's an idea, but that has not been implemented yet. So the punishment, I think, is fair if not light for the Astros. Yes,
1: that's an idea, but that would also extend the time of the game. Yes, which so is much. another problem. But it's already we're not game. but
2: we're not getting into that problem. And I guess the one other thing I might add is there is a big difference between analytics and technology, right? Analytics is pre-game, analytics is post-game, and during game analysis, but it's not actually affecting the player. So the big thing is we don't want any technology that directly affects the players in a sports game.
0: That's a great point.
2: Thank you for that analysis. We're going to head down to our predictions.
0: Alright, so we're going to move on to our first NFL matchup. We have the Chiefs and the Titans. If you remember the Titans, great movie by the way. I was the only one last week who believed in the Titans. There was uh, a lot of skepticism, but Derrick Henry came through as expected. Ellis, who do you have?
3: I have the Titans here. I love the Chiefs. I love Mahomes. But I have to pick the Titans here simply because they're the hotter team. I did underestimate them against Baltimore, that was a mistake. The Titans look hot. They, just, they have that aura about them that almost the giant, 2011 Giants did as the sixth seed, but they're
0: coming in hot. They know what they're doing. Not to mention their coach made a pretty bold statement the other day about winning a Super Bowl. Yeah, exactly. So. Yes, he did. That mentality is definitely spread. They the have that
3: team. mentality. I do love the Chiefs. It's hard for me to pick against them, but the Ravens are a better team this year than the Chiefs, and they lost, and they lost in pretty convincing fashion. So Also, Andy Reid is known for bottling games, especially AFC Championships. That's his forte, so uh, I, have, I have the Titans here.
1: All right, Jacob, what about you? Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with Els in on this one. I also think the Titans will win. Yeah, I love Mahomes, love Kelsey, love Tariq Hill, and their, their duo of running backs, they're, they're all very good, but Derrick Henry and the Titans have had the hot hands. The whole second half of the season. And, and hot and legs has as well. Clearly carried I agree. into the playoffs. Yes, Derek Henry, So I see the Titans winning this game. Derek Henry's
2: going on an unprecedented run. Apparently.
0: Not to mention throwing a touchdown, which was pretty exactly. exciting. All right, Jeremy, who do you have?
2: Well, I think there's two things I would like to take from you. One, Derek Henry's going on an unprecedented run. Unprecedented means it's never happened before. And generally, things haven't happened before. There's a reason for that, and it's not likely to be continued. Can I just add something, Jeremy, real quick? The Chiefs also, that I forgot to add, have one of the worst run defenses <coughs> in the league. Okay, thank you for that. And now I would like to introduce you to my good friend, Patrick Mahomes. I would like Quite to good. remind you, we're saying the Titans are so hot. Let's talk about their mentality, right? They want to win a Super Bowl. You're telling me that Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, and all the Chiefs have worked so hard and they don't want to win a Super Bowl. And second thing, well,
1: of course, everyone wants to win the
2: Super we're Bowl. We're saying the Titans are so hot. Does everyone forget that the Chiefs scored seven touchdowns last week after being down 24 0? Yeah, no. So, I'm just saying, if there's one team that could come back, it's the Chiefs. The Titans won't be able to just end the game like they were against the Ravens and against the Patriots. So, I think it is impossible. How are we counting out Patrick Mahomes?
1: All right, one more thing Mahomes? before we move on to our, our next game. Over under on Derrick Henry rush yards, 145 yards. I made a
3: mistake by saying 85 yards in the bottom guard came. Let's not make that mistake
2: twice. Over 145 yards. Sorry.
0: Um, well, I already have faith in Derrick Henry, so why not 200? <laughs> Make it
2: interesting. I mean, look, I think the Chiefs are going to win, but it's Derrick Henry. one Over 150 yards. Yes, like, over 150 on. for sure.
0: Okay, now on to the West Coast where we have the Packers taking on the 49ers. Ellis?
2: Uh, this one's a pretty simple
3: one for me. Packers still haven't proven to me they can play 60 minutes of football. Good win against the Seahawks. I was wrong. But 49ers look really good. They look really good against the Vikings. Jimmy G is a good quarterback. They don't even need him because of their dual threat running game. They ran it all the time. Go 49ers.
0: Jeremy, how
2: about you? I mean, it's Nick Bosa. Like, I think the big thing is this, right? The package offensive line is good, not great, And the 49ers defensive line is great. To me, And yeah, the 49ers also have seven players, the eight that can can sack the quarterback, and no other team has them. And I think it's not... I think it'll be a closer game than most people expect. I think Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs is still going to keep it close. That's true. But I can't see this team winning against such a powerful defense, not to mention their good offense.
1: Jacob, how about you? I think they'll win pretty easily versus the Packers.
0: And now on to an exciting NBA matchup. We have two of the most explosive teams in the league. We have the Los Angeles Lakers and Houston Rockets. Jeremy, who do you have here?
1: Well,
2: I think first I want to say the Lakers are the better team. I think that's almost indisputable with how well LeBron and Anthony Davis have been playing together. With that said, I think this is kind of a trap game for the Lakers. They think they're significantly the better team, and... They're considered one of the best teams in the NBA while the Rockets are still looking for that designation, right? Like, they have Russell Westbrook and James Harden, two of the best players, but they
1: aren't given nearly the respect as the Lakers. So I actually think the Rockets in an upset win. I think the Lakers are going to win this game. Right now, Anthony Davis is questionable, but I think even without him, LeBron will just carry them to a win. Right now, the Rockets are struggling a bit. They have lost to the Grizzlies. I just think James Harden and Rosa Westbrook, they're both very good individual players, but they haven't been playing the greatest t- team basketball as of recently. Yeah, the, How about
3: you? The Rockets are certainly good. They sit fifth in the Western Conference. The Lakers sit first with a 33-7 record. I have the Lakers here, even if Anthony Davis doesn't play. The Lakers recently proved that they don't need Anthony Davis in the Ron James to be good. Obviously, they'll need at least one of them to beat the Rockets, but it does show something when you can win without your star players. The Rockets, I still think they're a great team. James Harden is insane. I'm not a real James Harden Averaging hater.
0: Averaging 37 points a yeah, game, which is, which is ridiculous. It is
3: ridiculous, and I'm not a James Harden hater. I just simply think that the Lakers are just a better team, and they're going to prove that on this night. One game out of 82, anything could happen, but Lakers for the win here.
0: Now across the pond to a European football matchup, we have Man U taking on Liverpool. Another great matchup. Ellis, what do you have for us as the resident expert?
3: Quick disclaimer, I'm a Man United fan, so maybe a little bit biased. Super fan. But screw it. Man United are winning this game. They sit fifth at the table after 22 games played. They have nine, they have nine wins, seven ties, six losses. Certainly not a great season. Liverpool have 20 wins and one tie. They're undefeated. Look, unstoppable. I don't care. Give me Man United. Why I say Man United? Okay. In the past, Man United have had extreme success against Liverpool. This year, they've actually been really good against top clubs, statistically. Also, Marcus Rashford's hot. And what's the last time Marcus Rashford played against Trent Alexander-Arnold? He cooked him like a turkey for Thanksgiving. Two beautiful cutbacks. Two beautiful goals. He's been on fire. Uh, Man United have played good against Liverpool in the past. Also, last time they played this season, it was a really close game. It took a late Adam Lallana goal to even tie the game. That's been their only tie. Man United have been the closest to slaying the beast that is Liverpool, and this time, they'll get there and stab the heart in Liverpool and win.
1: Go United. Rashford, two goals, 2-1. to Jacob, what do you say? I think they're going to have a pretty easy win. Mohamed Salah, Roberto Firmino, and Sadio Mane have all been ridiculously good this year. Liverpool has won their last five games. Man U's lost two of their last five. I think Liverpool will keep up their recent success.
0: Jeremy, how about you? Your twin Mo Salah has been hot as always.
2: Well, first of all, thank you for taking my mentioning of Mo Salah, because he is my clone. I can't in my right mind pick against myself, because I am amazing in all being, but for real. So let, humble as well. I am incredibly humble. Thank you for mentioning. But for real, I just want to say, I said the same thing two weeks ago when we picked Liverpool. They haven't lost yet. They may lose at some point. I don't know about the undefeated thing, but it's not going to be this week. i on saying that until they lose. Yo, Van Dyke is overrated. Yo, we're going to cook feet. you like a turkey for dinner. I wonder where I got that metaphor. <laughs> Slap that overrated time at Van
3: Dyke. Marcus Rashford's coming in hot. All
0: right, all right. As the responsible Man City fan, it's time for you guys to calm down. Moving on to Chelsea versus Arsenal. Another two traditional versus explosive. That's always been the case in these two matchups. Let's see what we have this time. Jacob, who do you have?
1: Uh, I have Chelsea winning this game three to two. Tammy Abraham and Christian Pulisic will power Chelsea to a win.
0: Remember, Kristen Pulisic is the only relevant American playing soccer right now. Yes, sir. Yes, sir! Uh, right,
1: now, right now, Chelsea is fourth in the standings, and Arsenal sits at ten, eleven points behind Chelsea. I just see Chelsea winning this game. A very embarrassing I, season for Arsenal. So I may say so myself.
2: I just want to say, whoever was picking these matchups, Ellis, I think needs to do a little bit more homework. At the moment, Arsenal is behind Crystal Palace. Now, I haven't heard of Crystal Palace, and I don't want to hear of Crystal Palace. <laughs> you know what I want to hear about? Chelsea. Man City. Liverpool. Leicester City? Eh. Nah. Man you. Therefore, I think Chelsea wins 3-1 to one in convincing way.
3: Arsenal defense.
2: Their, their offense actually has been a bit better
3: under Mikel Arteta. They're passing much better. That doesn't fix the fact that they have Mustafi and Luiz at the back. Just an ugly duo when it comes David to David Luiz has
0: been... Cabby Abraham, dangerous. I actually believe
3: he's overrated, but at the moment he's in good form. Yeah, Arsenal, they just can't defend correctly for a good 90 minutes. It, Arteta is a good coach, I, f- I think, for them, and he'll set them on the right way, but he needs some defenders. They don't have enough time to get defenders before that game. Chelsea, I'm going to go 2-0 Chelsea.
0: Now on to our Wacky Sport of the Week. Drum roll, please. Ellis, would you like to introduce it? Our Wacky Sport
3: of the Week is a sport I have actually played in real life. Hedis. That's very sad that you played that. Yep. Whatever. It's a sport popular in Germany. It consists of, material-wise, a ping-pong table, and of a small beach volleyball. How you play is, you have a ping-pong table. It's the same rules as ping-pong, except you use your head. Only your head. Only your head. Only your head. You can jump on the table. You can put spin to the ball. Uh, I've seen people do it. It's crazy, but I've seen people do it. And usually play in brackets, kind of like how ping-pong works, but it's a bouncy ball. With your head. Quite entertaining to watch as you see people thrust their head forward violently, jumping on tables. Quite entertaining to watch. Go check out some YouTube clips.
0: For uh, your viewership, we've included a clip of us playing. Alright, Jacob, serve! Doink! Alright, sounds like Jacob won that point. Who's on top? Who's
3: on top? Who's on top? Who's on on top? If you want to know more about the Who's on Top podcast, check us out on Instagram or Twitter at WattPodcast1. That is W-O-T-P-O-D-C-A-S-T-1. Check us out on Twitter and Instagram. Go like our stuff. Give us a follow. Check us out on our website and Buzzsprout. Link in the description of our Instagram and Twitter.
1: Ellis,
0: do you want to tell uh, the listeners what they should do with their money?
3: Yes. Remember, please don't not complain if you're betting a million dollars on our picks based on our picks. Let's make
0: it $2 million today. Yeah,
3: let's rank it up. Do not complain if you listen to our picks and say I'm gonna bet two million dollars on what they say yeah we don't bet two million dollars it's a lot of money if you're Jeff Bezos then and you're listening right now bet two million dollars we're probably right but you know if you're the normal viewer please don't bet two million dollars
2: We're not liable for your lost...
3: Remember,
0: we are experts, but we don't recommend you take our advice. We're taking a week hiatus next week. We know
2: you'll miss us. You don't have to tell us.
0: (laughs) The next week after that, uh, we should have a special episode planned for us with some special guests.
1: Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Adios. Have a nice week. Enjoy the podcast.